from Maple Valley to Snoqualmie Pass and everywhere in between, this is Taking the Fifth, the podcast of Washington State's 5th District Democrats. So I'm here in rainy Issaquah today with Mark Mullet, who represents Washington's 5th District in the State Senate. Mark is also a small business owner in Issaquah. So Mark, tell your listeners a bit about your background and what brought you to run for State Senate. Yeah, cool. My, uh, we're sitting right now in my Zeke's Pizza Restaurant in, in Issaquah, and I also own the Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream Store here. And my whole interest in, in this space came from my dad. He ended up, after I had finished college and was working on the other side of the country, became the mayor of Tukwila, and that was from 99 through 07. And so it was his role as mayor of Tukwila where I grew to appreciate the importance of local public service. And so when I moved back home 10 years ago, I went to the UW and got a master's in public affairs with the idea of running for the state legislature. And my first step was the Squaw City Council. And, and I enjoyed that so much that three years later, I ran for the Senate and, and was elected. So. so what does the state Senate actually do? So a lot of the investments in, in both the transportation road investments and our public schools, all those decisions get made in Olympia. And a lot of the mental health funding comes from Olympia and a lot of the support for affordable housing comes out of Olympia. So there's a lot of really big positive policy impacts you can have in that space. Well, how does being a small business owner inform the work that you do in Olympia? I just think you have a much better appreciation of understanding of of how some of the bureaucracy down there could improve. And so a lot of the forms I fill out around VNO taxes and workers' compensation stuff and unemployment insurance, and, and I can have real in-depth policy weedy type discussions with all the staff members in Olympia about small incremental changes that literally cost no money, just make the whole process work better. And we've been able to do a lot of that stuff in the last four years. Well, you love knocking on doors around the district. What are the voters telling you about what they're finding important right now out of our district? I think the primary complaint in this district, without any doubt, is transportation. Everyone's so frustrated with traffic and how long it takes them to get to and from work. You have people in Snoqualmie who are really frustrated at the interchange. Uh, People in Maple Valley literally takes them two hours to get from Maple Valley to Seattle if they're going at a.m. or p.m. peak times. And so we're blessed with amazing public schools out here. They're awesome, but we are not blessed with good traffic. Traffic is miserable. So a lot of my focus is making sure that we make infrastructure investments so traffic moves again. Yeah, I mean, as you said, Route 18 is particularly choked at both ends, uh, Maple Valley and up in Snoqualmie. So what are the prospects for that road to actually be fixed? So we've got, this is what's nice about these podcasts, is we had $150 million that I was able to secure in the budget for Highway 18 investments, and that's both some extra lanes on Highway 18 as you approach I-90, and it's also a new interchange, so we won't have semis flipping over as they try to turn to that light every week. And so that interchange, you know, it'll just be, semis will stay on the freeway. They can go from I-90 straight to heading south on Highway 18 without having to stop at a light, and it'll be a safety improvement, it'll be a traffic improvement, it'll make everyone's lives better. Well, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. So all of the legislators on the east side voted for that, right? Well, yeah, except my opponent. <laughs> he was, uh, Chad's the only one who voted against the improvements for the Snoqualmie Interchange, and 
you know, Chad's view is self-driving self cars is like this new disruptive technology that's going to solve all the world's problems, and so we shouldn't make any more infrastructure investments, and, and we just fundamentally disagree on that issue. You know, self-driving cars are great, but people in Snoqualmie can't wait 50 years for technology to make their lives better. We need to make investments today so that interchange gets fixed immediately. Well, you know, as, as we all know, the uh, Republican Party has nominated basically a flaming dumpster fire <laughs> to be president, um, and the Washington Republicans seem to still support him. Um, what are you seeing effects um, on state races uh, just from having him at the top of the Republicans' ticket? I think there's a big difference between Eastern Washington and where we are here. I think in Eastern Washington, it may not be such a disadvantage for Republicans, but in King County, it's a huge disadvantage for Republicans because they do not connect with Donald Trump. They don't like how he treats women. They don't like how he treats immigrants. They don't like anything about him. And so I've met a lot of people at the doors who are Republican and have always voted Republican who have made it very clear they're sending a message to their party if this is the best they can do with the nominee. They're not getting any of their votes for anybody. So I think it'll be interesting on November 8th to see, you know, the down ballot ramifications of having just a horrible human being at the top of their ticket. Right. So you have just completed your first term in the state Senate. What were some of the highlights of your time there? So I, one of the bills that I really kind of warmed me from the bottom of my heart was <laughs> Maple Valley, where they had a a development, King County owned a 40-acre parcel in the middle of Maple Valley where they planned to put 1,600 high-density homes, which the neighborhood was really nervous about. This is what I learned about when I ran four years ago. And, and we were able to pass a bill that said if a city surrounds county property on all four sides, like it literally was a donut hole. And, and we, that means the city gets controlled zoning. And so the city, when that bill passed, the King, King County could no longer sell it to a developer, so they ended up selling that land at the Tahoma School District at a much more reasonable price, and that's where the new high school is going. And they couldn't pass a new bond for a new high school for a decade, but once we had that land acquired and people knew the high school would be right in the middle of town instead of way out in the outskirts where it's always been, they finally were able to get public support for that vote, and, and that bill literally has changed Maple Valley forever, because that high school is going to be there till the end of time. That's great. And growth management obviously is a big topic out in our district because it's growing so quickly. Um, so what are your views on how we manage our growth so that we can continue to grow but not ruin our natural resources out here? Yeah, I think you can. You have some cities in our district that are called urban growth islands, like Carnation uh, being one, Snoqualmie is another one. And, and Carnation is, is ready to actually build homes. And so I think Places like Carnation that have made infrastructure investments in their sewer system solely with the idea of trying to add two or 300 homes to their neighborhood, they shouldn't be getting pushback from the urban growth rules like because Carnation is developed. I think the main focus of the urban growth stuff is to make sure Tiger Mountain, which is the forested hillside, always stays a forested hillside, that we don't pave Tiger Mountain just to put in a bunch of homes. And, you know, I think there's other ways you can tweak it around where schools go and I think sometimes there should be an exemption process if a school district can make a valid point about why land outside the urban growth boundary is actually best suited for the families and doesn't add to sprawl that we should at least have a process where they can go through that and maybe get an exemption and right now we don't have that exemption process for them and, and so there's things where you can keep the urban growth rules fully intact 
but you can make some tweaks around the edges to improve things. Well, you mentioned schools, and as you know, we've had a lot of funding issues in Washington State. What do you think the solution is for funding our schools equitably across the state? Yeah, I think that for me, the number one priority is they don't get a fund schools in eastern Washington by stealing our precious local levy dollars here in Issaquah, Snoqualmie, and Maple Valley. And, and I think that's a lot of the proposals that I've seen is, oh, Issaquah, Snoqualmie, Maple Valley have so much money, we'll just take their local levy dollars and we'll ship them to eastern Washington. And, and I'm all for supporting getting more money for eastern Washington schools and for our own schools, but we have to find where that money's going to come from. It cannot come out of our local levy funds. And so there's a big contrast between me and my opponent on that issue. And, and if Eastern Washington schools, if it's important for them to find more money for their schools, they have to be willing to pitch in and, and help pay for some of that. They can't just expect our districts just because they think we're wealthy to, to fund their bill. And that's just not fair. So everyone's got to pitch in. And I'm all about proposals that you know, Eastern Washington and Western Washington find ways we can get extra money into the schools, but everyone gets to keep their current local levy dollars. That's great. Well, the state Senate is pretty closely divided right now. Every seat is really important. Um, as a Democrat, what does it mean to the state to solidify that majority in the Senate going forward this um, November? Yeah, I think this is why, you know, we had over 20 volunteers here at Zeke's this morning, is because this race is important in terms of who's going to be in charge in Olympia. There's, there's Everyone who does simple math knows that the Democrats want to be in charge of the Senate. We have to hold the fifth. I mean, it's that simple. If we lose the fifth, none of the possibilities in November 8th add up. Yeah. And, and so this is important for people, not just who live in our community, to make sure we get investments to solve our traffic problems. It's important to somebody who lives in Bremerton who wants to see progress on climate change. So right. all these things kind of connect. So um, what's ahead in your second term after you win in November? I think that the first issue in you know next year is around making sure we have a good education solution that helps our schools rather than dragging our schools down to help out other districts. And, and that's going to be the primary focus for, for 2017 is a smart education solution that actually gets teachers paid more money and every district feels like they've made progress and no one's moved backwards. and. And that's not going to be easy, but I am very optimistic we can get it done. Uh, so one last question. How much ice cream have you given out during your campaign? <laughs> 438 cones as of last week. So, there were, you know, we'll see the last month. Uh, next week, everyone will get their first mailer for my campaign. Right. And, and one mailer every year, I actually put an ice cream cone on the mailer. And so I wouldn't be totally shocked if we get to 1,000 free ice cream cones by November 8th. So we'll see. That's, that's great. Thank you again, Senator Mullet. And don't forget, ballots are mailed out on October 21st and must be returned by November November 8th. If you haven't registered to vote yet, you have until October 31st to register in person. Our races are close and your vote will make a difference. Thanks again. Thank you. This has been Taking the Fifth, the podcast of Washington's 5th District Democrats. For more information on us, visit 5thdistrictdems.com, starting with the number five. Copyright 2016, 5th District Democrats.